lightning around. No. Oh, okay. Um, will we have <laughs> memories in heaven? Will we remember our loved ones? Oh, okay. I don't think this Ugh. is okay. So, so for this particular podcast. But okay, <laughs> well, well it has implications it. for evil because, like, our, it does. will we remember evil? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, okay. So, I, I don't. I want to. I want to preface. What I'm about to say with. I'm not. I'm not trying. I don't want to sound rude. I'm always worried that I'm going to come across rude because sometimes I just do. You do. Yeah, and you I don't. Do. I don't mean sometimes, that. Yeah. I just. We know you don't. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Other so we people, know. Other people you don't know. know that though. They I, I don't mean know. the same. Okay. Yeah. So if. I, I, people, people in heaven, um, they're not looking down on you. Um, so when they die, they're not looking down on you. I, is that that was that hard? was you not being rude. <laughs> they're looking up to Jesus instead. Oh, I mean, I can I can do that, but like, yeah, they, they don't care better. about you when they're in heaven, right? They're not they're not looking down at you, going, I wonder I wonder what my my grandson's doing. Like, like uh, that's that's just not the case. Um, their, their eyes are focused on Christ. That's that's what we see. In Scripture, it is it is not a. Um, I, I've had some people say, "Well, what about the the cloud of witnesses in, in, in Hebrews?" Uh, and we can talk about that in a second. Yeah. Um, but that it is that is not talking about dead relatives looking back upon you. Now you can see this in a really deep, unhealthy way. Um, to where I've had now, I'll go back to Taiwan. This may be the most I don't like rooted in, in, in paganism. To where they would take money, they would buy fake money. And burn the fake money so their so their people in the afterlife would have money. There's that extreme to what you have oftentimes uh, in, the, in the United States, where you have uh, people who they'll see a butterfly and they'll go and, and or they'll see a song come on. They'll be like, "Oh, Aunt Granny is with me," or Aunt Granny. That's 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 a very close knit family. <laughs> if it's Aunt Aunt Granny, but Aunt Granny. Um, good lord, <laughs> where'd you grow that's up? That's a different. That's a. <laughs> That's a different a, type of evil that we don't have to talk about here. That's a Lincoln here. County yeah. relative, Aunt Granny. You know, Uncle Dad. You've been, um, you been down in Mill Creek? So, so she's <laughs> taking Advil. She's literally taking Advil right now. No, so, so, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not your grandmother's, like, somehow manipulating the DJ at that radio station. Um, so I, I want to say, what? it's not people, there's no, people aren't looking down at you thinking about you. Right? If, if, they're in, they're in, if they're in heaven. If they're in hell, I think they're, it's, it's, it is all about Jesus. Now, will we in heaven remember our evil deeds? Will, I'll let you take that one. Oh, gosh. I was waiting for your answer. I, was, I, was I really... mean, you just yes. gave all that big talk yeah, and yeah, didn't yeah, answer would... the question. So I, I, can, I can say yes. I, I think that you will see, you will know your depravity. I think we will. Because, that, again, let's take this in the context. I'm throwing my crown at the feet of Christ because I know my unworthiness. So I would, I would put it this way. So saints in heaven, I don't think, are looking down on us because they are preoccupied, in a good way, with Christ. They're in Jesus' presence. They've, right. they've got so much more in, in their joy to, to be in that. However, I do think that they remember their loved ones. I, I don't think that they've lost, somehow lost memory of that. I don't think like we, when we walk through the pearly gates, like it's it's like Men in Black with a you know neuralizer, you know, <laughs> you know, and you forget everything. Um, and I, speaking so, pugs. So I think yeah. that um, our loved ones who are in heaven, Stop. those I don't think they're looking at me. I think they remember me, um, and and I'll be with them one day. But even in being with my loved ones, both of us, our our focus is going to be on Jesus, um, not on 
that reunion as, as much. Um, but I do think also that, that there are those memories because, right, if we didn't understand our depravity and our evil and our unworthiness, then we wouldn't cast our crowns. We wouldn't um, have that kind of recognition. There are tears as we're on our way into heaven in Revelation. Jesus is wiping away tears, so there are tears there for some reason. Um, I think there's an acknowledgement of those who go to hell. There's an acknowledgement of our sin and our unworthiness. I think there are, there are those feelings um, as, as we're coming into God's presence. But ultimately, I got a good one. Ultimately, I think um, we're, just, we're just in his presence and happy. But the memories are there. So, yes, I think, I think the memories are there. Okay, I got a good one. I got a good oh, one. Okay, what? Okay, I didn't submit it on the app, but I have a question. Well, can why people. Don't you do that? Can Because <laughs> I can't find Real my quick. phone. I don't know what I did with it when I walked in. Um, so, what what can people in hell see heaven? I heard someone go, mm, they like that one. Mm. Mm. Or they just ate something really so tasty. I'm, I'm, I'm just like running through the Bible there in my signs. mind. There's, there's only one instance I can think of, and yeah. it's Lazarus. And, yeah. and, uh, and, and so, he's in Abraham's bosom, which is... Which is in Sheol, technically, which gets confusing because it's not technically heaven. Yeah. Um, he's in the, the place of the dead, which before Jesus rose from the dead, um, good or bad, redeemed or, or damned, people went to Sheol. And there was a blissful side of Sheol and a tormenting side of Sheol. And, and there was a great gulf, the Bible says, that separated the right. two. And they could, they could see a cross. But I don't, I don't know of anything in the Bible that says that in, in hell, in eternal hell that they can see into heaven. It's all in how you interpret that, right? Is this, is, so it's one of those things, is this, is this a, is this, is Jesus speaking about something else? Is this some sort of uh, metaphor? Normally, Jesus says this is, in fact, symbolic of something, or this is a metaphor, yeah, right. uh, a parable. Um, in this case, he doesn't. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, this is one of those. So, I, you think they can? Or you think they will be able to? Yeah, okay, so, so yeah. I, so, I don't think people are in hell yet. Right. Right. So I want to clarify that. So in, when, when people die as unbelievers, I think they go to the torment inside of Sheol. Right. When Jesus returns, he casts them into hell. Which, is, which Revelation calls the lake of fire. Right. And it's that second resurrection. Yes. Right. So, so it's the second resurrection in Scripture. So when that happens, um, so I it have is, no... It is like hell. It is. In, in our view of what hell is, it's a, it's a, it's a fine line in yeah. differentiating those things. So I have no qualms with saying they will be able to. Um, I'm okay with just saying I don't know. I am saying, yeah. In reality, I don't know. I don't know. But, but uh, Well, thanks for asking that question and just yeah. muddying well, the water. I wanted to see what you were going to say. I was curious. I don't know. Thanks for muddying thanks the water. Yeah. I should have asked Baker when he was up here. Alan. <laughs> there he is. I was like, where'd Baker go? Team C, my thing. All right. So this was uh, a question specific for the roundtable tonight. <clears throat> My question is, if Jesus faced all the same temptations we have, how is he not guilty of the sin of lust since it starts in the mind? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, that is. Do you need my Bible? No, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, you're good. So, okay. yeah, I don't, I don't know where. It's, it's hard for us to see the fine line between where we're tempted with lust and where we are lusting. Right? It's, it, that is a hard line to draw. But I can definitively say Jesus did not cross that line, wherever it may be. Um, so, oh, well, okay. I, I I think it's I think it's a little more clear. Okay. Um, so I think you can acknowledge someone's beauty. We've talked about this before. You can acknowledge someone's beauty. Um, once you begin dwelling on someone's beauty for 
It, it, it can turn to, into lust, right? Yes. But there, there is a difference between, I think, acknowledging someone's beauty. I think there's a... Um, so if... Was he tempted, meaning was there... Um, there was opportunity. There's opportunity to lust. Right. So, so temptation isn't, uh, I, I want to do it, necessarily. Temptation and lust are not the same thing. Right. Uh, if something's... In, so I, I can't eat um, flour. Um, I went to... Uh, I just got back from good. a wedding... In which a, there were a flower or flower, the substance? Mayflower. A, <laughs> a, a flower. flower. <laughs> no, flower as in the ingredients. Yeah, Please I don't, don't, don't graze right lands. <laughs> um, so, so I can't eat flour, but I just got back from a wedding, and there was all this cake, and, and it, it, they kept asking me if I want a cake, and want a cake, and want a cake, and, and I, could, I cannot eat the cake, and I kept telling myself, I, like, this, will, this, this will not be good for me if, if I eat this cake. So there was... There is, in a sense, I wanted to eat the cake, right? Um, for Jesus, I don't think it was, I want to keep staring at this woman. But, right. but, but the cake was set in front of him. That doesn't mean he was right. wanting to do it. And I think that's the difference between temptation. I think when we experience temptation, we have often the urge to want to be, do what we're tempted with. Yeah. And I don't think Christ that's experiences a great answer. that. Did you eat the cake? A little bit. A little bit? Just a, just a little, like, I mean, like a, like a little corner of a piece. And it didn't cause any problems? <laughs> No, not really. Not really. Not, the, not any that he wants to talk about. Yeah, right, right. Not the great people. Yeah. I mean, you all have talked about talking to each other on the toilet on the podcast before. I, I just assumed we were yeah, but just letting it all fly here. Uh, <laughs> okay, next question. Do we've talked about that on the podcast? Yeah, we... Yeah, when did we talk about? You all are embarrassing. We need to delete that. Yeah. <laughs> he, edit, he edits nothing. Baker, delete that. He edits nothing. That's okay. true. You were talking about how you... you never mind. Yeah. Just stop that. Your bad times the FaceTime. That's what it was about. Mm. Yeah. Never mind. This is a little <laughs> Okay, next question. Is it biblically accurate to say God created Satan? Scripture records his creation of Lucifer. Satan means adversary, which he became when he turned from God. Essentially the same occurred regarding the third of a, the third of angels, what we refer to as demons. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, Satan's actually a title, and uh, so it, his, the name's Lucifer. Satan in Scripture is a title given to Lucifer. So Satan's not his name. It's a title. Adversary just means Satan. But yes, he did. Yeah. There's, there's no question God created Satan. Yeah. Okay. We talked about that a little bit earlier, too. But yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. So All I, that's I, correct. I think the question is, he created Lucifer, then Lucifer became Satan. So therefore, God is not guilty of creating Satan. But... I, yeah. I think that's the point. But again, Satan's not his name. Satan's a title. That's all that is. Yeah, he did not create Lucifer as Satan. Yeah. Is that fair to say? He, he created Lucifer as Lucifer. Right. And, and, and Lucifer he, became, became Satan. Yeah. Well, yeah, he, he got he has guarded with the time. title. Yeah. There you go. Lucifer, greatest villain of all time. Greatest villain of all time. Yeah, that's an easy one. You were wrong. That's an easy one. <laughs> <laughs> Palpatine's number two. Okay, just stop. Um, back to Lucifer in heaven. Do you think God may have hardened Lucifer's heart just like He did to Pharaoh in Exodus? Hmm. Yes. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. So, okay. So nothing. Nothing goes is, is unseen by the Lord. And if and if He wanted, if his if his plan was that Satan was going to fall. Then, then he had to ordain it. He had to permit it, and mm-hmm. not, again, permit it, and, and even ordain it in the sense that I'm, I'm going. This is going to be for an end that I'm going for, which is 
uh, glorified. It doesn't take guilt away from Satan or Pharaoh, referencing Romans yeah. nine, um, because because they they are ultimately guilty of whatever they choose to do. But yeah, yeah. God God hardens people's heart. It, it's it's kind of I've, I've described it like this. Like you ever like um, you ever had somebody like hate you so much that when you try to love on them, they just hate you even more. Like, y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Uh, y'all got, like, names. We don't need to name names. But everybody knows people like that that have hated you that much. And then you try to do what's right, and you love on them. And then, like, the more that you're kind to them, the more they hate you. Uh, that I, I feel like that is that is God's hardening, is that he is gracious. I mean, look at how many chances he gave Pharaoh. Look at look at the innumerable chances he gives. He gives so many. He's, his, he's long-suffering, the Bible describes him as. And so even in God's hardening of someone's heart, he's incredibly gracious and long-suffering and patient. Um, and that's the case with Pharaoh and, yeah, I guess Satan too. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I yeah, that, that's a that's a very nice way to word it. Yeah, I like that. All right, thanks. Yeah. Very nice way to word it. That means he disagrees. But <laughs> no, yeah. sorry, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. What do you have to say on it then? Um, okay, so I, I definitely like the idea that, that like I love what he says about Pharaoh. I think that's I think that's true. I think with Satan, uh, obviously, it's gracious that God put him in his presence. Um, I, God isn't in guilty. I mean, Pharaoh Pharaoh is by by nature an enemy of God. Uh, whether God hardened his heart at that moment or not, he's naturally an enemy of God. Um, he, he's if, if he sinned once, he, he's a child of Satan. Scripture that's what Scripture calls us, right? Um, I don't think uh, th- that was by his fallen will. So I, I don't think that um, if Pharaoh is an enemy of God, for, Fa- for for God to take action against Pharaoh, I don't think he needs any justification that he lo- that he tried to love him a lot. Even though I do think that's the truth, um, and I think the same thing probably uh, as far as Satan. Satan is, was is created for the purpose. Of God's exaltation, so God does not have to explain Himself on why He created Satan in the sense of I created him for my exaltation, and I want to glorify this aspect of me, and so I'm going to do that. And so I, I, I think I, that, that that's that's a not it's a less kind way of saying it, but I think I think that yeah, you're good at that. I it's a spiritual gift. <clears throat> yeah, I'm very gifted at it. <laughs> So yes, you all think that God allowed Lucifer's heart to be hardened. Yes. Okay. Oh Jesus. Okay. Pharaoh, I think that's true. Pharaoh, I think that's true. I, yeah, he he allowed it. Yes, yes, it allowed it, caused it. I, I don't know if 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 we're splitting the difference there, but I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Is it possible that the problem of evil is a problem of perspective? We want to interpret an event or deed as good or evil in an instant, but biblically speaking, we serve a God who deals in eternity while simultaneously working his will in our time. For example, what occurred to Joseph at the hand of his brothers was evil, but over time turned out to be a glorious example of God's will and power, both to edify Joseph and his family and to develop a nation for his glory over the subsequent four centuries. So perhaps we have the problem of evil because we have a problem of simple, simple perspective. Amen. I agree with that. <laughs> I, I, think that I think that could be. I, I, think that, um, I, think, I think there's two ways to take it. I think that you can, you can say that uh, I don't think something is 
evil because of perspective. I think we don't understand evil because of perspective. Uh, I, I also think that um, as, as far as Alan the Atheist, oh, I th- I, here, here's why I think this is true for Alan the Atheist. I thought he went away. No, no, he's back. He's back just for a second. But I'm not bringing him back. I'm just going to reference him. If, if for Alan the Atheist to say, and this is where I think perspective matters a lot, why does God exist? Or excuse me, how does evil exist if God exists? This is, this is a, a, an issue that atheists put themselves in because if evil exists, if, if an atheist is willing to say evil actually exists, that's their perspective, then they have to admit that good exists. But absolute good and absolute evil can't exist if God doesn't exist. So I had, a, I had a, this English teacher. Um, I, she was my favorite English teacher. I took Shakespeare like uh, she took three times in college um, and, and just because I love this particular From teacher. the same person? Yeah, yeah, she, she taught different, it, it wasn't the same, same Shakespeare oh, okay. class, it was, was different, say, yeah. why would you do So we, we, I, I, I really enjoyed her, but she was the exact opposite in every area. Um, she was this uh, communist, she's this atheist, and, and so we, did, we agreed on nothing, right? I'm a libertarian, she's a communist, and we're just, but, but she was a, one of my favorite teachers, right? So we were having this um, uh, conversation, and she was talking about slavery, and she said that slavery was inherently evil. Now, I agree with that statement, but being... In that case, God's, well, I guess it would have been the devil's advocate. Uh, in, in that particular instance, I said, how is it that something is inherently evil if there's not a lawgiver to determine evil and good? Meaning, if there is evil and good, there has to be something outside of culture and outside of creation to determine what is evil and what is good. I cannot say that God does not exist, yet there is this absolute abstract concept of good and evil that does exist. right? So for the atheist, perspective matters a lot. Because it's an inconsistent perspective when they say evil exists, while at the same time saying God does not exist. Because that takes away all the absolute that would create the good and the evil. So in, in some sense, I think for, for definitely the, the atheist, perspective is a huge issue as it is evil. Okay. Yeah. That was long-winded. I, I was... Do you know a lot of atheists? Do you talk like you know? A lot well, I, 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 I was once a non-believer. I, I didn't I didn't believe in the Lord, so I was so, going to ask that, but it's yeah, really I was, I, rude. No, 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 that's not rude. Ask I would, if you were I would an have been an agnostic. I would have been an atheist. I was an agnostic, but yeah, I I, I used to uh, I used to try to have conversations with atheists uh, on on a, on a regular basis. Yeah, on, on campus they actually have a kind of like the like the the Baptist kids on campus have like a little group <laughs> where they talk about what they believe. Yeah, atheists actually have a group. It's like the, the Student Secular Alliance. And they, and they evangelize, too. They and try to get other people to. They do. To, and they gather together to talk about what they don't believe. It's really fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Try to get converts. And... <laughs> it really is. It's true. Do you have anything to add to that? No, Did you I, forget the question? Not really. Jeremy? Um, no, I, I, I got it. Um, I, I think, yeah, I think perspective is, we have to acknowledge that our perspective is so limited. Um, and Joseph is a great example of that, that... Like Joseph would not have, when he was thrown into the, that pit, Joseph would not have been like, "This is a great thing. This is going to go really well." Um, I can't wait. Yeah, but <laughs> but God did work it for good, so yeah. he just didn't have the perspective that God has. Yeah. I mean, look, look at the crucifixion, yeah. right? Yeah. The, and and the, God used something very evil in the cruci- right. in the murder of Jesus. Yeah. He used something very evil to redeem humanity. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, geez. Crack open another crispy boy. It's the last one. It's the last right. one. I won't be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> I've had so much coffee on the way here, and now this is just adding to the caffeine. I'm going to do laps here in a minute. 
Do all infants? Stop! I'm trying. I'm, to I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm hmm? waiting. Quit. Sorry, when you're caffeinated, like every second feels Quit like gulp an hour. so loud, and you can hear my words. Um, do all infants who die go to heaven? And if not, does that make God evil? No, it doesn't make him evil. I'll, so how about this? What, yes, I think I, I think, I think they, this is a, a this is a. A topic that's what we would call non-biblical. Scripture doesn't speak to it. The only thing that does speak to it, David's son dies. It's it's the um, son of David and Bathsheba. Right after David has Uriah killed, um, that was Bathsheba's husband. Uh, the baby dies, um, and uh, and he says, "I'll see you in paradise." Right? That that's that's really what we. That's what he we. Says, I can't I can't bring him to me, but I can go to him. Yeah. And so, I I think um, because it's in God's nature and His character. Of, of grace, I think I think that all infants who die are elect, are are in His presence, um, and are saved. But I think they also need saved. Um, yeah. So so even though they are infants, even though we see them as innocent, they're still part of fallen creation, inherited sin from Adam, and so mm-hmm. they still need saved. But Jesus died for them, and, and so that's that's how I would answer that. Is that fair, Heather? Yes, I think uh, we. I think we kind of. We talked um, about this on another episode. We did. We covered it in the grief episode. I believe. Uh, grief. Yeah, I remember that one. That's why I got hate mail. That's the one I got hate mail. You weren't even in that. Episode. There was one I got hate mail when we talked about babies. There was. Oh, yeah. That's there because was you brought it up when we weren't even talking about uh-huh. it. Yeah, you're very rude about it. You were. <laughs> I was not. No, I wasn't. Uh. <laughs> It's a matter of perspective, I guess. That's right. Another Talking perspective. About perspective. Well, some perspectives are wrong. Oh. Ma. I'm just kidding. That's a, that's a joke. Um, I had a question come in while you all were answering that question. Um, oh, that made me giggle, so I was I not trying to be inappropriate while we were talking yeah. about that. Sorry. How does Jeremy's body hold that much coke? <laughs> So, I think we want... Did you take a bathroom break a while ago whenever we had the 15 No, minutes? no. I, I should have, though. <laughs> I should have, though. All right. It, the bladder's stretched out from, from all the driving. Stop, stop. <laughs> Don't. Don't touch that one, okay? I'll, I'll stop there. Thanks. Um, this table's starting to look like some frat party with all the cans <laughs> on the table. I mean... What's the game where you, like... I don't play those games. I don't know. Stop. Beer pong. It's no, beer I'm pong thinking about thinking like of. the cans at like the carnival. Like you try to knock oh, down the wow. cans. Oh wow, my mind went somewhere yeah. else. Thank you. It's um, not beer pong. It's knock the cans over. I don't know if there is a name can, for that. What is it like three can game? Which I don't know. Can jam? No, that's there not can jam. I know what can jam oh. is. I went to 4-H camp. <laughs> I think that's what it's called. Um, so here's a serious question. So um, I get asked a lot how I can have so much faith in God and still be a strong believer after I lost my child. Non-believers ask how I can trust God after he allows evil things to happen. How can I answer that correctly? So how, how can mm-hmm. I trust the goodness of God when I lost my child? That's what, that's what that's the question. other people ask this person. Oh, oh. That how... How can how can you trust God after this? Is a, yeah. So okay, the um, 
continue, I, I continue to trust the God who would allow that to happen. Yeah, so I don't, I don't think the goodness of God is defined by my perceived fortune or misfortune. So I, I, take, I take someone who, um, so I'm, not, I'm not from West Virginia. You all probably may, may know this person's <laughs> name. Uh, what was that giggle about? It's just obvious. Because well, of my sweater vest? Yeah, <laughs> that's why. So, so uh, there's, there's someone in West Virginia, I, I don't know the guy's name, that, that won um, a lot of money, right? Yeah. Uh, won lottery, became very famous. Yeah. And, and there was an interview I, um, that I read, this has been a while back, but, but he regrets it, right? Now, this is considered like a, hey, this was a, in a sense, uh, by anyone else's take, this would good be a thing. great, a good thing, right? Mm-hmm. And this has become a curse. Um, so that's why I say I don't, I don't think we need to look at our, what our perceived fortune or misfortune as, as a, um, that, that as, as on how to determine the goodness of God. I think the goodness of God is seen in his grace given to his children that are unworthy of it. I think, just, just as Will mentioned earlier, I, I do think that um, given what we have in Scripture and God's nature and his, and his the act towards children, I do, I do believe that children that, that, that do pass, um, that they're young, um, uh, that, that they, that God knows this and, and he elects them for, for he saves them. Um, with, with that being said, um, I think that that's a gracious act we can look to and say, well, God, God is, is very good because he gives salvation to people that he doesn't deserve. And so I think that's how we have to define God's goodness, not about my misfortune, but, but the grace that he shows to sinners that are unworthy of anything but, but wrath. Yeah. So when someone asks you, how, how can you continue to trust God? Here's what you say. How, how could I not continue to trust him? Because what alternative do you have? I never see my child again. I don't have, I don't have hope. I mean, you, you, you are ho- like truly hopeless if you, don't, if you don't trust in him. And so trusting in him doesn't betray what's happened. It acknowledges what's happened and actually puts you in a, a place to, to, to make hope come into those situations. And so um, losing trust is, is not what, what should happen when evil things happen, when, when bad things happen. It, if anything, it ought to lean us into trust God more because he's, he's the one with the solution. And I think we have to be careful not to – I think we, we, we evaluate God based off this little speck of life and we take eternity out of the equation. If I say, um, I, I, my, uh, I have this, this little moment of existence, and this is all that matters, and th- that means I'm going to overvalue everything that happens in this little tiny life, and I fail to look at eternity. So the, the promise that God is going to wipe away every tear is acknowledging that God is going to allow tears, um, that, he's gonna, that he's going to no longer have pain. Is God acknowledging that there is pain? I think, I think what would be more troubling is if God said, if you follow me, your life will be wonderful. And then that wasn't the case. But, but Christ, the Lord, does the opposite. He says, he promises pain, he promises suffering and persecution. But he also promises an end to that. So I think the hope exists in um, not only, listen, God is honest with his children on what's going to come, and, and he is honest in his, and, and he completes and upholds his promises that he gives. One of the things I've heard people ask a lot of times um, when, I've, when I've done funerals and different things is, is why would God 
allow this to happen, or, or in some sense, especially when a young person passes away, why would God allow them to live for only a year or two years or whatever it may be? Why would God create them for only that? And the answer is he didn't. He, he created, like when God creates a soul, that soul is created for eternity. And so God did not create a child right. who dies for just, you know, the six months he or she lives or whatever. God created them for eternity. And, and, and like you said, it, it's a lack of perspective when, when we forget to look at things in light of eternity that, that God has created them for his presence forever. So I'll, I'll kind of throw my perspective in on this too. Um, as somebody who has um, experienced loss, and I know that you all have had, um, you know, tragic things happen in your lives. That um, So I, I grew up in a church um, where I was told a lot, you know, just put your faith and trust in God. Like a lot of times when bad things happen, they would, you know, people will quote scripture at me and everything. So I think I kind of, as a child and even growing up, um, even as a young adult, I just kind of, in my mind, you know, quote scripture to myself all all the time, trust in the Lord with all your heart, like not, not, you know, I would quote them to myself and stuff. Um, It wasn't until that we had, um, it wasn't until that I had some tragic things, you know, with my miscarriage and then some of Benjamin's stuff that I truly had my faith and trust, my my faith and my trust in God was tested. Um, I think a lot of times that we, um, if we live a happy little Christian life, and we, our, our trust and faith in God is not actually tested, then, um, you know, it's easy for us to say, oh, you know, this will be okay. You know, God's not going to give you more than you can handle. And yeah. all these things but, that we mistakenly say sometimes, yeah. thinking that they're helpful. Um, so when, these, when a lot of that stuff happened to me, it really crushed me and um, really made me go back to the foundation of my faith and trust in God and made me realize that, all these years that I have been a believer that I really was not putting my faith and trust and hope in God. Um, It was hard for me to know and understand what hope was because um, I I just couldn't grasp the the concept of it or what it even meant because, um, you know, growing up, I had some tragic things happen and had a lot of trauma in my life, so hope was not something that I understood or even (laughs) could say, you know, you know, just encourage people with. But um, I think because of the circumstances, though, with the trials that we went through, um, like, that made me put my faith and trust even more in God because the only thing that could help me get through those times was God. Um, You know, when you don't have control over a situation, and especially when it involves your child, I mean, most of you all have kids and you know like when your kids are sick or something tragic happens to them, like that's the worst feeling, mm. that hopeless and helpless feeling is the worst feeling in the world. And um, so for me, it's been, the last few years have been a really good time for me to really lean into God and ask these questions, ask God these questions, not other people, um, because, I mean, that's, that's who we need to go to, to say, you know, Lord, my faith is weak. Um, right now I'm having troubles trusting you. Um, so I, you know, I, I think that it's very fair, um, to even, you know, if somebody asks you, you know, how are you doing through this? You know, my faith and trust in God has been, has been tested. I mean, you need to be real about it. I don't think yeah. that, you know, pretend, you know, slapping on the fake smile and saying, oh, I'm great. Everything's wonderful. Um, that's, that's what I 
I won't say that's what I grew up in, but I mean, that's, that's what I experienced a lot. And, and it really affected how I grew up thinking that I had to slap my happy face on too and pretend like life was great and wonderful when it wasn't. So. Well, I think that's the point of the lamenting Psalms. Yeah, right? it's, it's to worship and lament. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think we, it, that should be part of the Christian experience to worship and lament. But we, we grow up in it's such a, the, the idea of, um, you know, God could, won't give you more than you can handle. Like, that's nonsense. You can't handle your sin. Anyone, it, it, for those who've experienced trauma, they can't handle that themselves. There has to be this dependence on the Lord and saying, I, I, I can't do it. And I think you see that oftentimes in the lamenting Psalms and uh, the, any sort of scripture that, that has that lamenting feel to it is, I am helpless and I need you. I can't carry this burden. That's good. Anything else? No. No. All right. Last question. All right. Ready? Let's do it. Okay. Let me double check and make sure this last question costs. It's a good one. I'm glad AOL's still holding up. Shut your mouth. Nobody asked you. <laughs> My wife's texting me, so. This got to be the last question. question or? Oh, okay. No, not like, questions. Does she have a question? No, she does, does not care about oh. the problem of um, Yeah. <laughs> Can God create a rock so big that he can't lift it? No. It's outside of his nature. So God can't do... So I'm just, He's thought about this before. Yeah, I have. I have. Yeah. So, so um, to, to, say, to say that can God do something outside of his nature, no. Um, can a, it's like saying, uh, can, a, can a dog um, speak? No, it's outside of its nature. Dogs bark. That's what dogs do. But what about, what about um, God cannot lie? Okay, but so that's, like there is, there are things that God cannot do. Sure, but that's not outside of His nature. That that reinforces His nature, right? Yeah. To, to say God can't. Uh, Sorry, I was just trying to play. Why do you engage advocate. him when he's like this? <laughs> <laughs> so when you say God cannot create, it's, you know, it's it's limiting His power. Uh, saying He can't sin is is exalting His righteousness, which is who He is. How is lift, not being able to lift a rock sin? No, it's not, but it limits his nature, saying that he's not all-powerful. Okay, because as soon as he can't lift a rock, he ceases to be right, all-powerful. Like, can he create something that would stop him from being all-powerful? Okay, I lied. There's like another evil, question. Like evil, for example. If evil is the rock, then could he, could he allow something to become stop. out of control to where he can't? Or if, let's say, Dwayne Johnson, who's the rock, could no. God create? Yeah. I don't, I don't. Okay. Could this, God pick up Dwayne This Johnson? really is the last question, okay? Could. It just my, I thought that was the last my, question. Well, my AOL just refreshed. Settle oh, down. Um. <laughs> she has to check MySpace too. Shut she has a bunch up. on there. Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget. Don't forget that. We know that God is the author of Scripture, yet the Bible repeatedly refers to the heart as the seat of emotion. Why is that? What, say it again. I deleted it. No. Are no, you I'm serious? Kidding. No, I'm kidding. Oh, AOL never deletes anything. <laughs> they do. They deleted a confirmation email for me to get $200 back on my contacts one time, and wow. Jason Cook was really upset. That's evil. It was evil. Um, we I'm know sorry. that God is the author of Scripture, yet the Bible repeatedly refers to the heart as the seed of emotion. Why is that? God is the author of Scripture, but... Yet the Bible repeatedly refers to the heart as the seat of emotion. Why is that? I'm... I'm not sure what the question really is. I'm sure you Do have you something know to say. I mean, not what not about this question. I got some other things I'm thinking oh, about. So, yeah, God is the author of Scripture. Why is the heart the seat of emotion? Yes. I, I don't know. The the heart, 
like if, if they're asking like anatomically, like like in, in an anatomy sense. Have you ever submitted this question? If you would like to. Yeah, I just I don't. I might need some. I'll refresh my AOL. You can go ahead and. Or you can just ask me here in a minute. But. Um, That's true. I'll give you Jeremy's cell phone. <laughs> It'll help me find it. If it, it may rings. just be because I haven't had enough coke to follow the question. <laughs> it might be that might be it, but. Um, you, yeah. you gotta you gotta make sure you say Pepsi because when someone I, listens back to this, they're gonna get the wrong impression. Coca Cola. There we you go. Know, you all never corrected I me when I said I didn't have that a God shirt is on, the so. author of Scripture and that we are very emotional people. I'll affirm those two things, but how they relate, I'm not sure. Yeah. So. All right. Well. Was that the last one? That was that was legit the last one, unless one has gotten stuck somewhere. Which is probably what Shut happened. Up. There's probably a lot <laughs> that are not. missing. <laughs> In your AOL the, the, spam. The three people working at AOL, AOL still are still trying to get them through your yeah, email. Yeah, they actually, when, yeah, when you send an email to an AOL address, it has to go to, like, one old lady. It, she handles all of it. They have dial-up still? It's like, it's it's like, the, late, it's like the operator in Mayberry that has to send, forward all the calls to the right place. She, had to, she has to unplug something and then plug it into <laughs> Heather's email to make sure it goes. Well, she's doing a good job, okay? And I appreciate that, that I'm still giving her yeah. a job with my email, yeah. so hush. Well, if, if, if we want a final question, I have one. If not, we can just end it. No, we're uh, done. We're done? Okay. Yeah, I had a really good one. Your questions lead to other questions that don't have anything to do with their topic. But this has something to do with the topic, but I, I'll hold it. Well, All right, I'm sorry. You let's don't hear. have your phone, and you can't submit let's it, let's so hear. you cannot do ask it. It. She's telling me I can't. Don't listen to her. Do it. I'm the host. Okay, okay, okay. Here we go. This is it. <laughs> All right, this is the last one. Kick All right. you the <laughs> Okay, so you, you made a... You made a uh, I'm going to be atheist, Alan, again, for the last time. Oh, man, I didn't know. You made a comment. You said God creates souls. So does he make fallen souls, evil souls? I don't remember you saying that. He did. He said it a second ago. Yeah. Does he create yeah, God, fallen? God creates souls, yes. Does he cre so are they fallen when he creates them? Yes. So he is the author of that evil? No, they're fallen because of who their father is. So where did they come from, though? I mean, they had to come See, from him. They had to get a great goes into them. five more questions. Yeah. They so God God no one is created outside of God's will. Right. Um, no, put so, that down. So in it's one more second. <laughs> the God makes put it clear that, that He knows us in in our, in our mother's womb. Um, and actually Jeremiah, where that's quoted from, he actually says that in iniquity He was conceived. Even yeah. and so that iniquity is there. And so um, so there's a there's an aspect to creation as God is adding His supernatural you know omniscience and sovereignty to allowing. Um, reproduction to happen just in the human sense it's it's uh, corrupted so to speak by our sin like we've stepped into that creation process and we corrupt it with our sin so that every soul that God generates is now born into that sin so is this the case so maybe this is what I'm asking does the corruption come from God or does it come from from Adam it comes from, I would say, it comes from Adam. It's allowed by God in his, yeah. in his plan. Thank you for your questions, Alan. Okay. <laughs> Are you finished? You got one yeah. more in there? Yeah, I was just going to say there, there's two, uh, there's two See, interesting I views that I don't, I don't think that are mutually exclusive. I, th I think they both can be true. But one is this idea of this federal view. That, that, that federal view and seminal view. Yeah. Right. Federal view would be that, um, that, that um, kind of, 
kind of in a sense Adam's acting for us, and so it's like it's I would I would kind of compare it to like when in basketball when one player commits a foul the whole the whole team gets penalized right the whole team has to I like that yeah I never played sports so obviously um so why um, why is that obvious so in the same sense in the federal view of depravity Adam Adam's on our team as a human and and so because he sins the whole human team gets penalized for that in the seminal view um Y'all settle down. I'm trying to explain We're talking some theology. Sports. In the seminal view, um, it's it's rooted in the word semen, and uh, I know you'd giggle at that, but um, but it's it it's a view that that sin is passed down physically. That that yeah. actually in reproduction, because we are physical descendants of Adam, that that even like the physical creation is marred by sin. Um, I believe in, and, and there's like these scholars that debate like which is true, federal view or seminal view, and uh, I I believe in both. So. Yeah. So it's so it's 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 like I look like my father physically, but I also look like him spiritually. Right. So that's that's kind of the seminal view. Yeah. Justin Honecker asked on Instagram, "Can I Skype in?" Can you Skype? Yeah, in? he's actually. Uh, we have him. Can we put Justin Honecker <laughs> up here? Who? No. Is, this, is this real? I was no, like, it's oh not wow. Real. I'm just, how I'm did, just cool. with how did you say his last name? Honaker. Honaker. Okay, yeah. so where I come West from, Virginians, that would be West Virginians are Honakers, oh. and Virginia people that have that name Honaker. are Honakers. Do you know any Honakers? Uh, one. <laughs> yeah, he knows. And somebody from Logan Justin. County saying no, that should Honaker. Yeah. Honaker don't sound good. Okay. Um, thank you all for joining us tonight. Um, the next podcast that will be recorded will be about politics and God what's knows. going on right now in our war. <laughs> In our war, in our world, and it's probably oh going to be a war when we record this podcast. So, thoughts and prayers are appreciated. Um, submit your questions through the podcast, Facebook Messenger, text message, however you prefer. Thank you. Thank you.